0: What if you believed you could achieve any success you want? What would you do differently? What would you think differently? Thank you for listening to On the Air with Jeanette Sibley. It's your time for success. I'm coming to you from the Mile High City of Denver, Colorado. My focus each week is to share with you success tips, insights, and how to do it that help you achieve the results and successes you've always wanted in your business, in your career, and in other areas of your life. Are you ready to uncover the success you've always wanted? Keep listening. Many of us have already set resolutions and goals. Some have already been forgotten. Some have been already put into the desk drawer. Some are already uh, collecting dust. And while others are still present to those resolutions and goals, and they're hoping for the results that will make a difference. However, hope is not a strategy. Today we are going to talk about the secret ingredients often missed when setting goals and achieving results, and how to actually have a successful 2020 and beyond. My guest today is Donna Dato. Her career includes being an executive before becoming a business owner and then selling that business. Now she's a business coach for entrepreneurs and helps them achieve six-figure incomes. In a moment, I will have Donna introduce herself in 20 words or less. As I've mentioned in my earlier podcast and in my book, It's Time to Brag, it's important to keep your intro short and on point to capture others' attention. Donna, welcome. How are you today? Pretty good.
1: Pretty good. Thanks, Jeanette. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, thank you for agreeing to take time. I know you have a really busy schedule helping all these entrepreneurs become successful. So let's get started. And in 20 words or less, who are you?
1: Entrepreneurs and high achievers, hire me to get them into six figures and beyond in record time.
0: I love that. Good work. So let's just start with. I mean, some people have already set their resolutions and they're already faltering, and it's only a week, (laughs) in a day. And so, why is it important to set goals and not spend time creating resolutions? Like, what is the difference? Like mentally and how we handle these types of processes, usually on January 1 of every year?
1: Well, a resolution is, it's a good place to start, but really a resolution is simply a firm decision to do something or not to do something. That's it. There's no path. There's no gateway. So it, like I said, it's a beginning, but you have to have more than just a resolution.
0: Wow, I've never heard it put that succinctly. So what's the difference then between a resolution and a goal?
1: Well, with a goal, you can start with that firm decision. But with a goal, you also put together a plan to achieve the results that you want. So you do have a pathway. So like I said, resolution is, can be the starting place but you also have to put into place the steps that you're going to take to get there.
0: Okay. So and what you're what saying is, is,
1: pardon? That's what that's what the goal is, is putting in place the steps, the pathway.
0: Okay. What you're saying is goal setting is more powerful and effective than just simply setting resolutions. There's just something missing there,
1: correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good way to put it. There's something missing in the resolution. Yeah.
0: Okay. And so what is missing then? I mean, we've been all brought up within business, within our lives, personally, professionally, financially, spiritually, etc. to think about the goal. But a lot of times people don't achieve the intended goals. In business, only 10% of companies actually achieve their goals. That's pretty sad, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is.
0: It really is. So what's Deep dive into what exactly is missing. Well,
1: I believe that, and I don't don't believe it, I think it, and it's a part of my core that goal setting, while it's more powerful than setting a resolution, there's something missing in goal setting too. And I think that's what people don't realize. I think that the more powerful results come from setting a result.
0: Oh, I've not heard that before. We set a goal because, I'm sorry? I've not
1: heard that before. Oh, well, you know, you pick up any book, and I don't care if that book is on uh, a self-help book, a spiritual book, a uh, book on sales, and any type of, of book, and, you know, there's a lot of them out there. They all talk about goals.
0: And yes the, they important,
1: do. yes, the importance of goals and how to set goals and when do you set goals. I believe what is missing in that formula is they lose sight of the result. And the result, really, they are after. We set a goal to get a result. So in my coaching practice, I coach my clients to set results. And if you want me to give you a, an example, I will.
0: Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. I think our listeners would love to have an example because right now their head may be spinning a little bit. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, we've always been taught to set goals and now you're saying mm, that could be why you're not achieving them.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it, it is sometimes hard to get your, your, your brain around it at first, mm-hmm. uh, but then when you start thinking about it, it makes sense. So this is, I think, is a good example. So the goal is, uh, you know, I think one of the number one resolutions of the the year is around weight. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to lose weight. So your goal is, I want to lose 20 pounds. Let's just say that. Okay. And then you start putting together some steps. Okay, I'm going to eat less carbs. I'm going to exercise, you know, whatever those steps are. And that's good. But in our brains what we'd like to see is a picture. So let me give you the difference between a goal and a result. Okay. So the the goal is I want to lose 20 pounds. A result would be, uh, and let's let's say we uh, want to lose 20 pounds by March 31st. Okay. A result would be, I want to be a size 10 by March 31st. Hmm. Now the difference in that is with the goal, you're losing something, you're losing pounds, but is there really a clear picture of what that looks like? And I don't think there is, but with the result, when you say, I want to be a size 10, immediately a picture emerges in your brain and you can see yourself as a size 10. You can go to your closet and say, I can get back into these size 10 clothes. So everything revolves around that size 10 instead of just losing weight. That's the major difference is that you're able to visualize. And I'm a, I'm a big proponent of visualization. I know it's kind of woo-woo. It sounds uh, a lot it. Of people <laughs> think it's <kind> of.
0: <laughs> It does sound like a, a little new age, a little woo-woo. Yeah. It's like, okay. But yet, you know, there's a lot of business books out there. I just know from my
1: personal experience over years and years that visualization works. It's important. And this is a great example of visualization. (laughs) So before I go to bed, I look at my calendar to see what's going on the next day, just to make sure that I've got in my mind, you know, my schedule. So one day I saw, okay, I'm going to meet Jenny at Panera at I-25 in Hamden. In my mind, I saw us sitting at Pete's at South Glen, the coffee Uh-oh. shop Pete's. The next morning, I woke up, I told myself, I'm going to I 25 in Handom to meet Jenny. In my mind, all I could see was sitting at this table at Pete's with Jenny. I ended up at Pete's <laughs> and she didn't show up. And I looked at my calendar, I went, I've told myself many times I'm going to I-25 and hand them at the Panera, but here I am sitting at Pete's.
0: In the that's South the Glen power, Mall.
1: <laughs> that's the power of visualization.
0: Wow, that's a great, great example of the power our mind has in determining what we do and what we don't do. Exactly. I know there's been a lot of uh, business books written about the power of visualization. Yes. However, a lot of times people don't really share with us how to do that. So I love your example here of being present to or mindful of what we're creating, particularly at night before we go to sleep. When are some other examples of how to create powerful visualizations?
1: Well, one is simply writing out your... And it has to be in your handwriting because a lot of people will go to their computer and start typing out for a goal. But the important thing in listing out a list of goals or results is to put it in your own handwriting.
0: But why is that? Why is it more important to use your own handwriting than to type it out? Because a lot of people today are very electronically savvy. Yes.
1: Uh, because the brain recognizes that you wrote it, becomes more of a part of you. So, the so brain you're like engaging
0: that. the brain differently than you might normally.
1: Exactly. Very well okay. put. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> you put it much better than
0: I did. <laughs> um, well, I don't uh, know about that, but it's just a, a different point of view for our listeners who are who may be grappling with this. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, but you know, if and if some of them may be like me, where I can't even. There's times I can't even read my own handwriting. So <laughs> it's like, okay, get over that excuse, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Just make it, uh, just write slower and make it very clear. So, and what I do is I put those in my bathroom so I see it first thing in the morning, and then I put a copy in my my notebook that I carry around that I, where I take notes. It's just a reminder every day of reading through those. Another great, and a lot of people do this, in fact, they have parties around this, is creating a vision board.
0: I was going to ask you about that.
1: Yes. I've been invited, I think, to three vision board parties already this year. And it doesn't matter when you create it. You can create it any time of year. But it's the process of putting, like, example, being a size 10. So you find a picture of someone you think is a size 10, or maybe is a picture of you who used to be a size 10 <laughs> and put that on a board and it may have words with it. I'm so happy to be a size 10 again. Again, you're reinforcing to the brain that it's already done. It's already in process.
0: Mm. So okay. it's that
1: reinforcement. I do both. I have the words and then I have a vision board and I have not created my vision board yet for this year. I'm going to be doing, got to collect some more magazines. It's basically what
0: I've got to yeah, do. Yeah. I'm just as guilty. One of the suggestions that was made to me by somebody who's been very successful at visualization and actually manifesting these, you know, what they, what they put out there is she said to use a mirror. Have you heard of that one before where you take, instead of using, you know, poster board or something like that, and maybe even framing it. Instead, post those pictures on your mirror. On the mirror? hmm. Have you heard that? I had
1: one? not heard that, but I love that idea.
0: Well, she said it's like a reflection that's back. It? Yes,
1: exactly. I love that idea. And I've got a huge mirror. I'm going to do that this year. Thank you, <laughs> Jeanette.
0: Well, you're welcome. I mean, that's the whole point of these podcasts is To come up with new ideas to help dispel these myths that we have that, you know, it's okay for others to be successful and maybe someday, one day I'll become successful. It's like, no, you can become successful today. And in many cases, you're already successful. It's just a point of view, a mindset. So I think that's important. And then when we were talking beforehand, when we were talking about visualization. You also mentioned affirmations. Now, those like after the visualization, is that something you do in the process of setting your goals? Like how, where would you, what is an affirmation to begin with? And then how do you use them effectively?
1: You know, I started using affirmation. Well, I was introduced to affirmations about 30 years ago uh, when I was going through a lot of uh, Tony Robbins training. Mm, Okay. And Basically, affirmations are something—a result that you want—and you keep telling yourself that you've already received it. You've already achieved it, and that way, it just uh, reaffirms to your psyche, your whole body, that you are there. So, I've been studying all—I mean, it's, it's taken me years. I found a an affirmation example. It's like it's like a format that I think is the most powerful, and it's from from Bob Proctor. And the format is, I am so happy and grateful that, and then you finish the sentence. So going back to the size 10, I am so happy and grateful that I am a healthy and joyous, or whatever the word is, size 10. And you say that to yourself, Many times a day, as if it's already happened,
0: then segue into I think that is great advice. The I am, yes. A lot of times, people say, I will, yes, or I want, I want, yes. or maybe someday, one day, I might, yes. And but that's not affirmations, correct? Exactly, exactly. The
1: I am, you hit on it, the I am is the power words. Of that affirmation, yeah.
0: Well, and I think the other pieces, because you're talking about verbalizing that, and I think the other key piece here is how we write. I myself journal daily. Mm-hmm. Actually, have a section where I do bragging, like what mm-hmm. are three things I should brag about? Because again, we want to re- present success. Absolutely. And then I am grateful for. But notice, I am. It's yeah. not I will be or I hope. Right. Be. It's no. It's I am. <laughs> What is right, the, yes. but what's but what's the power of the I am? Because it's already done. You're Got it. already there. It's okay. not something that
1: you're achieving or you're working toward. I am is I have achieved it, and when we tell ourselves that many times over, we achieve it. Great. Uh, and back to your question: When do you do you set your vision board and your affirmations at the same, I mean, you can do this all at the same time. You can do it at different times of year. I just think it's important to always have these affirmations in front of you as if they've already happened.
0: Reminds me of another key point. There's a a woman I know who, I mean, she just loves, you know, these vision boarding. I mean, she even has a vision party. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) We're at 2020 and it's called, I think it's called a a completion party, but what you're doing is you're announcing what you've achieved by 2021 in this example. So it's really very powerful. It is. But what I was going to say is the key here is making sure that whatever pictures you cut out are what you want to achieve. Exactly. Exactly. And
1: I think it's important because it's important to know that not everything on the vision board is going to be accomplished maybe in 12 months. It may take two years, it may take four or five years. I've talked to or I've read about so many, you know, wildly successful billionaires who put a picture of a basically a mansion in a certain location on their vision board and every year they would take it and put it to their next vision board and it would take them five, six, seven, ten 10 years, but they did not give up. It was still their vision. It was still something they were working toward and it was important to them. So I think it's important to keep in mind those bigger aspirations, those bigger visions that we have be, put in a realistic context that it's not just going to take place in 12 months or 18 months or 24 months. Yeah.
0: Well, I know I can be just as guilty of that. You know, oh, yeah, we I are. was looking at my vision board, this, you know, I had created one during the year and I was looking at one and I go, I don't know that I've actually achieved any of that. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did is I just tore it all down and put it, through it all away. And now you're saying, well, Janan. Like what are you really committed to? Is how I'm hearing it. Are you committed to the time frame, or are you committed to the actual result?
1: Excellent way to put that. That that's it. Yes.
0: Yeah. And it's and- the
1: result. Yeah. Of course. It. There's so many things that could happen. My friend last year had so many aspirations she wanted to do. You know, to achieve by the end of the year, and her mother passed away unexpectedly. Mm. This was not planned. She, she was healthy and it just derailed her. Of course, they were very close. So for five or six months, she was just boosting through her work. She's also a coach. So, you know, she maintained her clients, but of course, she's not going to achieve what she set out the first of the year with a huge derailment like that. We have to take into account that we are human and these things happen. Yeah,
0: Well, and I think sometimes we forget we are human. <laughs> so, oh yeah, <laughs> you know these things do happen. It, it reminds me of when my mom and then when my dad each passed away. You think you're ready for it, no. but when it when it actually happens, you find out you're not. And we had a, a conducted podcast interview with Leslie Charles where we talked about grief uh-huh. and how grief kind of shows up whenever it shows up. But if we're not taking the time to process it, it inevitably will show up when we don't want it to. Yeah. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> again, I mean, inside of our conversation of school setting and creating results, we also have to be kind to ourselves, have some yes. compassion for ourselves. And I think that's a great point. But let's do a twist on this. Okay. And let's say that I'm doing all the above, everything that you and I just talked about but I'm still not achieving the intended results. What would you say are three things to look at that may be missing?
1: Usually, and I would say the vast majority of the time, is we put together these really meaningful results that we want to get. But then we forget forget the step-by-step. We forget the path that takes us there. So I think one of the most important, and this is not, I don't think this is It's not going to be new news to you, Jeanette, being a coach yourself, and it's not going to be new news to a lot of people. But I think a lot of us need to be reminded of this. What we need to do is we need to break out, you know, what is it going to take to get to the end result? And then I always start, I go backwards. If I, mm-hmm. I think it's going to take two years, then I go backward on a quarterly basis. Okay, what am I going to do this quarter? Specific steps. How many you know, what whatever it is, how many people am I going to meet? How many people am I going to network with or close? Or then I break it out on a monthly basis. And I call it putting in place our big rocks to get there. And then I break it out on a weekly basis. What three big Rocks, am I going to accomplish that? I know is going to help me to reach that monthly, quarterly, and eventually 24 month goal. And that is what we forget to do or fail to do. I would say 90% of the time, maybe Mm -hmm. even 95% of the time, because you just can't have that result in mind. You just can't have that vision and just say these wonderful, you know. I am so happy and grateful, (laughs) you know, over and over again, you have to have the steps in place. And I believe to my toenails, that is the number one obstacle in reaching those results.
0: Could you share a story with us so that people better understand what you mean by rocks? Sure. Well, I'm sure
1: you know this story. You know, the professor that comes in with a big container, glass container. And he fills it full of big rocks, and he asks the class, "Is it full?" They go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, it's full." And he goes, "But well, wait!" And then he pulls a bunch of pebbles, and he, you know, the pebbles kind of filter down into fill fills up the the container again. He goes, "Is it full now?" And they went, "Oh yeah, 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 it's full now." He goes, "Well now wait." Then he pours in the sand, and then they are all sitting there going, "Aha! What we do naturally." <laughs> is we start with the sand. And if you put all the sand in your container, you're never going to get your big rocks in there. So you have to start with the big rocks. I don't think any more than three a week. This could be, okay, for example, let's say I want three new clients in February. Well, I've got to start now. So I know, I know my closure rate and I know how many people I need to get in front of. So every week I'm going to, one of my big rocks is to have X number of networking sessions and X number of one-to-ones with people and X number of strategy sessions. So my rock, my goal is to have the strategy sessions, but I know that I've got to have work before then. I've got to establish the relationships and get to know of them I can trust me so there's a lot of work that goes into that so one of my rocks let's say my monthly rock is to have 25 strategy sessions in my weeks I know how I've got to meet five six people or have five or six strategy sessions a week so that's and so my big rock for the month is 25 strategy sessions my big rock for the week is five strategy sessions does that make okay. sense
0: It does. And I think that for marketing and salespeople, I think that's very, very helpful. But what about people who are not in sales and marketing, have goals, but again, they may not understand this rock analogy. Yeah. What would be another example? So let's go back to losing weight, something, a goal that you mentioned earlier. Uh Uh-huh. What would the rocks be for something like that?
1: So for, uh, let's say they their result is that they want to be a size 10
0: and they're giving themselves
1: two months. Okay. Every week they may put down something like this week. Let me see. Okay, let me see. Okay, so there's eight. So the first week, one of their big rocks may be to go into their wardrobe and to pull out every size eight they have and to hang them up somewhere so they can always see them.
0: A size 8 or a size 10? Oh, size 10,
1: size 10. Okay. Yeah, big difference. (laughs) Uh, Another one in the first week could be to find pictures of all of the what they think is a size 10, and then to superimpose the picture of their face on top of that model and put those up prominently. The second week, one of their big rocks might be, I am not going to buy any carbohydrates at the store this week framework. Uh, This week, I am going to, I'm not a big proponent of protein shakes, me personally, but I am going to commit to drinking two protein shakes
0: as a substitute. Maybe increase water. I mean, a lot of times people talk about increasing rock. Yeah, that would be a exactly. big one. Like how many glasses of how many eight ounce glasses of water did I drink today? That would be yes. a rock, correct? That would Am be I getting a rock. This? Okay, yes.
1: great. So you break it out in manageable steps that you can achieve, and at the end of the week, you go and you brag on yourself. First, they've got to read your book and learn how to brag on themselves, <laughs> and they go, "God, I accomplished this," which takes them into second week. Yeah. So it's little by little, step by
0: step. I think it's a great point that you're mentioning is when you build on success, it's a lot easier. Exactly. So, if, you know, we all screw up. We all have things yes. that aren't working. And if we yes. focus on them, all we're going to do is probably create more of that. But yes. if we're focused on, hey, during the week, I had my three or five, eight ounce glasses of water every day, you're going to feel good. Now, that sounds yes. like kind of weird. Like, why would you feel good about that? Well, psychologically you will feel good, I promise you. So it makes a difference and then setting up yourself for success the next day, two days later, the following week, etc. But it also helps you when you screw up and you say, oops, I forgot to drink my water today.
1: Yeah. It does. I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that because when we're all going to have setbacks mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But when you have that setback, you can say to yourself well, I had this setback, but boy, I've had three weeks of successes. I did this for three weeks up until now. I can do it again for three weeks. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Success builds on itself. There's a momentum that happens. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have setbacks during that momentous time, but yes, it's how we frame it with ourselves in our minds.
0: I think that's important. So back to my question about Okay, I've been doing all the things that we talked about a little bit earlier about setting my goals, visualizing them, coming up with real affirmations and saying, I'm still not achieving these intended results. One of the things that you just mentioned is that we're not building on success. We're Mm -hmm. not paying attention to the rocks. One of the things I would also like to include in that, and you tell me what you think about this, and I've seen it happen, shame on people that do this. But when things are not working out, they change the goal.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Yes.
0: And what, is that, uh, what, what does that do to our psyche when we do that? Are we telling ourselves we don't count? What do we do when we do that? Like, what do we do to ourselves?
1: Well, I, I believe it depends on how you've changed it. If you've, let's say you've, let's go back to size 10. Okay and uh at the end of the two months you're not a size 10 you're a size 14 or size 12 and so you're you change your goal to I'm going to enjoy myself at a size 12 one of the things that can happen is that you see yourself as a failure and instead of rejoicing of and celebrating how far you've come we do need to change our goals sometime and that's perfectly ac- acceptable but we don't want to change our goals if our original goal was size 10, we got to size 12, and then decide, I'm going to change my goal to a size zero, hmm, something major is going to have to change. <laughs> so it depends well, on exactly. how you change it.
0: Yeah. Well, but the it, other thing is, a lot of times, let's use that example, particularly in companies today, they change, some people, some groups will change their goals so that they can get their bonuses, that they can feel successful. So using the weight example that we've been talking about, they might say, well, my goal is to be a size 10 and we hit size 12. So I'm going to change my goal to size 12. That was my, that's my goal. So that way I can yeah. win. But what I believe it's telling ourselves is that we don't believe in ourselves. And I think what you mentioned earlier is yeah. sometimes, particularly today, we get so impatient. Yeah. We won everything yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens is we're telling ourselves we either don't value ourselves, we can't do it, we don't have what it takes, yeah. uh, our inner power, whatever you want to call it, our confidence, yeah. all that stuff gets sabotaged when we do things like that. Would you yeah, agree I with agree. that?
1: Yeah, I agree. I I totally agree. It's we're settling, we're just settling for second best instead of going for that first best. Now with a bonus. If one of the things they could do is, okay, I got to size 12 this year, next year, by golly, I'm going to do that size 10 Exactly. get, get the bonus. Yeah. Like set a new goal. Yes.
0: Like this exactly. is what I've achieved. The, the end date or the goal was as of March 31st, didn't achieve that. So my new goal is by August 31st, Yeah. I'm yep. going to go down to the, by size 10. And maybe look to see, maybe talk with a coach. Yep. Again, coaching can be invaluable when you're working towards a goal. Work with a coach, put together a support group, and say, okay, what is it that I might need to change to get those last 10, 20 pounds off?
1: I think you hit on something there. and I know we're both coaches, and I don't think we're just saying this to promote ourselves. I know (laughs) I'm not. I know you're not. One of the values of uh, value of having a coach is the objectivity because the coaches are not emotionally wrapped up in the the decision or the outcome. Uh, and so they're able to keep that objectivity. And one of the things I, I believe that a coach does is, you know, just ask the question, so what worked and didn't work? So you want yeah, to repeat what, work. what worked and then eliminate what didn't work. Yeah. Exactly. And a lot of times it's just those simple things where people go, well, of course <laughs> I knew that, <laughs> but it takes someone else. And it may not be a coach. It may be an accountability partner. It may be a spouse. It may be, you know, some best friend, but somebody it might even can, be your boss. Yes. Exactly, yes, it might be your boss. And sometimes, we <laughs> sometimes we forget those people. I'm
0: sorry. Sometimes we forget those people. They can actually be our allies.
1: Oh, yes. Bosses, bosses today
0: are getting a bad rap, so that's not the point of today's conversation. Thank you. I, I believe that we have really addressed some things that are going to be helpful to our listeners in getting re energized and rejuvenated towards these thought process of goals because I assure you it's been several weeks now since the beginning of the year and we've already given up on some of our goals and that's just sad because we are all very successful people and sometimes we just have to remind ourselves of that. Yes. So my favorite question I ask all my my guests, my interviewees, is what does success mean to you?
1: Well, I'm going to take just a moment. I have a, you've seen the the picture of the glacier where at the top, the you know, poking out, poking out of the water, the iceberg as it says, the iceberg. Yes. And then down below it says huge and all it says disappointment, persistence, hard work, huge risk. I keep that on my wall, but my favorite, this is what success truly means to me. Success is walking from failure to failure, with no loss of enthusiasm, wow, that is, and i didn 't make uh, that 's a quote by winston churchill, and it 's just something I have always i think failure biggest teacher that we have, and I just love that with no loss of enthusiasm, yeah, we may lose enthusiasm for a day or two, but that passion will come back as we walk from failure to failure and learn from them
0: and I think that 's a great advice and I remember talking with a woman in December about several failures she had to work through before she created a $22 million company <laughs> and then yes. went on to become an award-winning children's author. And that uh-huh. podcast is with Lisa Renicke for those people who may want to listen to it and find out, hmm, I've had some failures. So how do I work through that yes. such that I can become successful? Yes. I want to thank you again, Donna, for being my guest today. And for those of you who are listening, the URL for Donna Dato's website is provided in the podcast overview for On the Air with Jeanette Sibley. It's your time for success. Thank you for listening to On the Air with Jeanette Sibley. It's your time for success. Tune in next week for more insights on how to achieve the success you've always wanted with my straight talk for dynamic results. Until next week, enjoy a successful week.